Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 139. I, of course, am your glorious host, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, Matt. With me, as always, there's Eric. He's a guy. You did it, Eric. How was your week? Thank you for remembering me. I appreciate it, Matt. (laughs) So I am very honored to be here for this 139th episode. So there you go. If you didn't know everybody, that's what we're at. I said it. Did you? Okay. I know how it is. Uh-huh. I, I've done it before. I just zone out when you're talking to him. It's like, well, when he says weak, I'll, I'll pick back up. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. All right, all right. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's why we're going to be doing that new <laughs> intro one of these days that we talked about. Right? Yes, someday. All right, someday. In the meantime, what did I do this week? Definitely not that new intro that we were talking about. So, bam! <laughs> Goodness. Oh, man. Well... I, I hate to say it, it was another crappy week. <laughs> Every week is crappy. <laughs> I did a whole bunch of nothing. That's what I did. I played yes. some Borderlands Game of the Year edition. I played some Division with the family. Nice. I hung out with my family, of course, and did Ooh, things. Not fun. Oh well, you know. I feel like this weekend was busy. I feel mm. like there was things I did, but I don't remember any of those things. Mm. I'm having kind of like a mind. <laughs> poop right now where i'm just like what did i do Uh, i did things i know i did because we didn't have the weekend to ourselves because amanda was talking about how we were really hoping to get a weekend to ourselves mm -hmm. but it isn't happening for a couple weeks yeah wow man i'm old it's crazy you know (laughs) see there you go people that's all you need to really know anyway you know what i didn't do a thing i just trumbled my way through life letting the days wash over me like the waves wash over the sand and i corroded further into nothingness there you go that was my week it was beautiful what about you matt how was your week well, I did not let myself corrode into nothingness. In fact, I did something that I forgot to tell you guys about last week, because two weeks ago on Monday, I went to the Wharton Center for their, their 2019-2020 season announcement concert. So they went, hey, here's the shows that are coming. We got cool stuff like Disney's Aladdin is coming. That's like fresh off of Broadway from, like I think, the original cast ended in January, I think, of this year. So, it, I mean, it's pretty fresh still. Then, uh, I mean, all kinds of other cool stuff. A lot of smaller stuff that I'm really interested in going to see. But what was also cool in that was it wasn't just, you know, they played a video saying, here's what's coming, and people went, yeah, or I don't know what that is, or yeah. But then afterwards, they had a bunch of Broadway talent there. And they came out and sang, you know, kind of some standard songs and stuff, but they had the little four-piece orchestra kind of behind them. And one of the people who was there was the original Jasmine from Broadway's Disney's Aladdin, like the very oh, first nice. one who created the role. She came, and she was amazing. Like, we hear good stuff at the Wharton Center. It's top-notch talent, but it's not Broadway talent. And she was, and you could tell the difference. Like, I got chills listening to her. I was like, holy crap, this is like, this is this is it. I can see why that it, Broadway is the thing, the place to go. And she's not the one coming to the Aladdin, coming to Wharton. Well, no. That's sad. But she you was just, you just diminish the experience that I intend to have later hey, in the year. <laughs> you will still have an amazing experience. Also, because you didn't hear her, you won't compare her to a person you didn't know. True that. True that. So you're gonna be like, this is this is hundred percent good. And I'll be like, I'll have that that moment that I talked about with uh, Fiddler on the Roof, where I was like, this isn't the guy from the '50s movie. But I was like, no, you gotta 
tip your expectations down just that one notch. Mm-hmm. But she was she was outstanding because I know she did the Broadway, and then I think she went to Los Angeles for the run there, and they said she was flying out to London to do their the London run there right now. But yeah, that was really cool and a lot of fun. They did a lot of like halfway through they did like a, a skit with one of the girls where it was kind of like she was doing a Broadway audition and the, the MC was kind of running it being the, the douchebag producer guy. I'm like, oh, hey, can you sing this here? Throw it at her. I don't really know this. I've never read it. Blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of fun. She was really cool too. Everybody there was really good. So that was a lot of fun. I'm sorry I forgot about it last time because it was a good story. There we go. Boom. Ha ha. <laughs> and then the other stuff I did this week you know, I'm the theater king. I'm, I reiterated that right there. I'm also the cinema king. Everybody knows it. I went and saw Hellboy over the weekend. That was awesome. I really liked it. It was a lot different than I thought it would be. And what I really enjoyed was, I mean, I like his kind of sarcastic, kind of like tired, almost old man kind of character, even though he's not really an old man. You know you know what I mean. Yeah, he's, he's actually young. But, yeah, you know, but he's got that like, oh, I've been through all this crap, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a sarcastic guy. But then what I also liked was, A, it was a lot gorier than I thought it would be. Like, there were actually some horror elements to it, kind of, in certain scenes. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. And then, B, it was like the whole, like, trying to think of how to describe it. Like, the whole vibe of it was, like, British rock, like, British punk. Because, like, you know, the scene transitions would have some hard-driving British rock thing. And it just infused this whole energy through a lot of the Hellboy segments. Like, there was stuff with the villain that wasn't that way, but anytime he was going to a thing or he was going to do a thing, that energy infused into those scenes. It was really well done, really cool. Like, a lot of different, like, you know, when he got into the creepier moments, you'd see the camera start tilting, and, you know, weird, uh-huh. weirder shots would happen instead of just being action movie shots. It was really cool, really well done. I really enjoyed it, and I'm not even a Hellboy guy. Like, I don't no. know anything about him. And it's funny you said you really enjoyed it too, because of course I was gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Looked at a bunch of reviews, and they said throw this game, you know, throw this movie in the fire. It's complete garbage. Take it and kill it. You know, it's dead at birth. Da 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 da. And I was like, oh man, okay, well, that's terrible. Darn. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't be like a great movie. Like it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it mm-hmm. was fun and it was gory and it was sarcastic and it was cool. So I liked it. Man, God dang it. You know, I shouldn't have listened to him, Matt. I shouldn't listen to none of these people. Mm-mm. If it looks cool to you, you should go see it. It looked cool to me. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, you would have liked the gorier stuff in it, too. That was, that was sure. cool stuff. Did they have some cool uh, fairies, things like that going on? Any there wasn't, the, a, any there wasn't myth- a lot, but kind of, thing? kind of sprinkled throughout, there were a couple mythological characters, and then close to the end, where you see the big stuff from the trailer, there mm-hmm. were a lot of really cool monsters or creepy things in that segment when that stuff was going down awesome man all right i'm just gonna see screw those screw the haters i'm gonna see it there you go and then total other end of the spectrum the next day i went and saw dumbo which was actually a lot of fun really cute i mean when he saw it was a tim burton movie a lot of people were like oh man it's gonna be creepy it's gonna be weird it's gonna be disturbing i didn't think it was there were some darker scenes but it wasn't like Tim Burton, dark and creepy, and you know it's it's a cute Disney story, cute Disney movie. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I said I was gonna take that the uh, kids to that one, but I never did. Mm-hmm. So now it's too late. It's too late to apologize. So yeah, we gotta I wait thought, for Detective Pikachu now. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. That, see, that'll be good. Huh. But yeah, I thought Dumbo was just a good retelling of the classic story. It had Ava Green in it, which was nice. So I was like... Hey, and Ka- Costner too, right? You mean Michael Keaton is who you're Keaton, thinking Keaton, that's who I'm thinking. Keaton. Uh-huh. God, I get the names mixed up. And I actually thought Danny DeVito was really, really good in it. Not that he's ever bad, but he was like... He hit all the aspects of that character. And he had like a whole arc that he went through. And I won't spoil anything, but the ending scene was so cool because I I can't talk about it. But it just, it was filmed so well. It's like kind of taking you through an area or a space. It's like a guided tour of it. And it was so like, so well done and like moving and like, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't describe it without spoiling what it was. But it was really cool. I, I liked that part a lot. And ending on a high note is always good. So there you go. Nice, nice. <laughs> but other than that, on the video game front, I played Earth Defense Force Five and beat it. That was a ton of fun. It feels like it's been forever since I've beaten an Earth Defense Force game because I beat 2017. I beat Insect Armageddon, which was garbage, and then I don't think I fully full-on beat another one until this one right here because i played through a lot of 4.1 the shadow of new despair but i got to a one part where my wing diver couldn't get through it and then my ranger couldn't get through it either and i'm like either i have to go back and grind for more armor which is health or more weapons or something and i didn't want to do that and i just went okay i'm gonna start playing this other game and come back to it later and you know me i didn't do that so i busted through earth defense force 5 this one, there was maybe like two missions that were difficult in that kind of way, but I busted through them after two or three restarts. And it was just, it was so much cheesy fun, and it just put me on such a high. And I was like, this is the best. I mean, I killed God at the end, for God's sakes. Of it course. Was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I killed God in EDF. Spoiler alert, sorry, but you you blow up a big alien. There you go. It put me on such a high that I went you know what, I've been looking at that Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, and I don't know, I don't, I've been iffy on it, but God damn it, I want some more EDF. So I put that in my cart, and I put something else in my cart, which I'll get to in a second, and I downloaded it, and I started playing EDF Iron Rain, and I went, this sucks. This is not EDF. Oh, no. Like, everything about it works. There's nothing broken about it. The game looks good, it sounds good, it plays pretty good, it just doesn't play like EDF. So when I'm shooting all these bugs, I'm like, this isn't, it's not how it's supposed to feel. It feels wrong. It feels dirty. It feels like it has like, I was, I was playing some before just to try and get my words around it, but if, there's no soul to it. It feels like you're just playing a game and they called it EDF Iron Rain. And I know it's, it's a spinoff of the series. It's more westernized. It's kind of trying to pull more people into the audience, but it just, oh, it does nothing for me. There's some cool stuff about it still. But I was playing it, I'm just like, ugh, I don't like this. I don't like it. I'll talk more about it on what you play in Third Shift. But what I also added to my cart was EDF 4.1 Wing Diver the Shooter, I think is what it's called. And it's a vertical shooter where you play as a wing diver in the EDF world. So you got all the ants and stuff crawling all over the buildings, and it's it's a vertical shooter. So you're just shooting all of those. But it's weird because you're used to dodging the actual physical monsters in the original games but here you just have to worry about like the ranged attacks coming down so it's like a bullet hell shooter at certain points but like parsing that out of like i have to shoot this ant that's walking but the ant is no threat so i can fly over it and around it and all up in it i just have to watch out for the acids that they spit 
it's weird, but it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. I'm not a big shooter guy, but it just it just appeals to me. It hits all the buttons. It's that's the EDF that apparently I wanted more of. <laughs> it's not Iron Rain. I'm sorry, Iron Rain. I'm still gonna beat you, but it's just whew. not what you was looking for. Nope. I also got back into my 2018 game of the year in Yakuza Kiwami 2 and played through the Majima Saga. I'm like, I don't know if I'm halfway through or quarter of the way through, but I'm having fun with that on twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme, so check me out there. But that's all I did this week. That was us individually. As a team this week, we did nothing. We did nothing, that's right. We did nothing, but before we move on, I did remember what I did this weekend. Yes! I had Easter! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah hey, who's uh i hid easter eggs i had hunts with the family i did all the big things and ate lots of good food and did all the cool stuff was outside all day and my bald dome got completely fried i turned into a red man it was really really nice. cool it was beautiful it was a great sunny day and then i relaxed okay and when i relaxed i beat and played through the entirety of what remains of edith finch nice so i'll talk about that on what you play in third shift but i just want to let you know I went ahead and played that start to finish and had a great time with it. So if you want to know all the details, hey, why don't you go over to Patreon, hook us up, and you'll know all about it and then what you're playing third shift. Awesome. And hey, I'll wrap it up. It was a sunburn weekend for all of us here at third shift. Other than Danny, I don't know if she went out and got sunburned. But I went out. I took Monday off. Went out to the park, my usual park, where I go away to get away from it all. Read a book and just got horrifically sunburned. It was great. So we're all, we'll all be peeling over here. When you think of third shift, think of people peeling like loose skin off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my whole forehead. Still, arm is just. I gotta be like Arnold in Terminator Two. Just and an endoskeleton hands gonna come up. So we didn't do anything this week, but coming up next week on Tuesday, we got IG2G episode 52. I got a couple things I'm going to be talking about. I don't know if Eric's got any things he's going to be talking about, but I totally got some things. Oh, you know for an IG2G, I've got stuff to talk about, Matt. You know it's going down. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait to record it. You know what else we can't wait for? Shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and... Borderlands Game of the Year edition. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself some free loot, damn it! Oh, you know you got to get you that loot, everybody. If you ain't playing Game of the Year edition, you're doing it wrong, all right? You need to be back in that Borderlands world because we only got about four months till it launches, and y'all are going to be some sucker faces if you don't know what's going on. So get over there, get in Borderlands 2, get in Borderlands pre-sequel, get in Borderlands Game of the Year edition, and get those freaking keys and get you some awesome guns and have a great time. That's right, and hey, we're not done with codes just yet. We got our first code for the Borderlands VIP program, and that is code WUB, 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 all in capital letters. That will give you 100 extra points, I think, in that. I'm not 100% sure what that will get you in the end, but that is the first official code for that program. So get yourself signed up for that and get yourself some free points. Ooh, we love them free points. Like you said, can't wait to see what it all comes and goes to, but I'm interested. I will be paying attention and get me those points and playing the bingos and doing all the fun things. Absolutely. And I'll be there too, having a blast. All right. So what do we got in the Gearbox land this week? I got some, I got some shout outs to friends of the show, but I know we got a little bit of news from you there, Eric. 
In the Gearbox news, it's a little bit light. You know why? Because everyone's getting ready for May 1st with a big old reveal. That's just a reminder, everybody. May 1st is the big Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal. All your favorite streamers are going to be there. All sorts of personas and peoples of different peeps and places are going to be all happening and doing the jiving and jancing. So all you little monsters and little crab people out there like us, hey... Get your mouths open and your crab claws open because we're going to get all that cool little sweet tidbit information just dripping down from all them big dog streamers up there. So in the news, we have, of course, the man himself, Submato, the, the android, what is he? The robot man, the man of the future, Randy Pitchford Jr. He's cable coming back. <laughs> He's cable. So according to Submato's uh, sources, we can expect, of course, all the Volt Hunter modes again in Borderlands 3. In addition to a master Vault Hunter mode. Now, he did specify he's not sure if that's going to take over for Ultimate Vault Hunter mode or if it's going to be like after Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what the level cap at this point still is. But he did say that his sources tell him that there will be a master Vault Hunter mode and it will require, of course, lots of skill and planning, strategy, all that good stuff, as you would expect from a very difficult mode in the Borderlands universe. Yeah, and we we got into it when we talked about slag versus nuclear last week, but I'm really hoping that Master Vault Hunter or whatever the Vault Hunter modes get to be scale or play a little bit differently than they did back in Borderlands 2, because we were just talking about it right before the show, but sometimes in Ultimate Vault Hunter, it felt like every little cluster of enemies was a giant boss fight. Like, it took five minutes to clear you know, six enemies, and then, oops, the other guys came out of the door, so here's another boss fight feeling type experience. I'd like it to be difficult without being grindy or forceful or, you know what I mean? Like, you would have to apply certain strategies to, you know, the enemies a little more, like pop elements that you wouldn't have to on this character normally something like that like trading off immunity is something i don't know something cool well like just that. i would think just utilizing the elements properly as you're supposed to would should be su- sufficient i don't think yeah. you should have to use the friggin's slag but of course this time radiation or whatever it's going to be called mode mm-hmm. and then do damage uh, and, and we talked about this already and we know we said that yeah but there'll be guns you can get that you can have two different uh you know elements on it so it wouldn't be as mm-hmm. bad I still just don't like the idea. I don't want to have to do one specific thing to have to kill every enemy. I, I understand if you do their weaknesses, obviously. Yeah. So if you know they're weak to electrical, well, duh, use electrical weapons. That's how you beat them the quickest. However, you don't have to. You can just use explosive or regular damage, which will do decent damage. And as long as you're putting your hits on the criticals, et cetera, et cetera, take them down without any huge fuss and fuss. And one thing that I'm hoping, and you you mentioning it really sparked my memories of Ultimate Vault Hunter mode, especially those Firehawk missions where everybody was, you know, the pyro people and everything like that. I really hope that in this one, if people are immune or enemies of any type are immune to certain kinds of damage, like the flaming spider ants or those flamethrower guys, they were always immune to fire damage, but they were flesh enemies. So you use fire against them and it would just go immune but they didn't have any other weaknesses. I hope if they have immunities to one, then something else at least, you know, it doesn't have to be like double damage or anything, but at least 1.25% damage. You know, throw your corrosive on those fireproof guys, and it's, you know, it's burning through their fireproof clothes or whatever you want to say in game. Mm -hmm. But give them a little bit, 
If they've got a resistance, give them a little bit of a weakness. It doesn't have to be the weakness, but a little bit of something. Most definitely. I know there are immunities in Borderlands 3, so -hmm. hopefully with that, like you said, does come the opposite where there's a weakness towards them. Because I, like we talked about off the show, I don't want to go through Master Vault Hunter mode Mm -hmm. just taking an hour to get through like two or three poles. It's not going to work out. We don't have the patience for that, so I'm Mm -hmm. hoping... They change it up to where as long as you're putting damage down in the right places at the right times, you can mm-hmm. progress at a not expedient rate, but at least a normal rate would be nice. I just, I hope with skill means you get through, not just, oh, oh, oh I applied radiation. Oh, I got radiation everything. Go now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> So I'm kind of mixed on that news, you know, in, in a nutshell, yeah. as you can probably tell. I, I don't know if I, I, I guess I was expecting it to all come back, but I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping for maybe something a little different, even though I have no idea what I would have expected, because that's kind of just your normal, easy, normal, hard, and master mode. I mean, that's typical in every game. It's just I'm sad because of what lies behind that is probably going to be the same setup as the previous game. Right. I I feel like what I guess I was hoping for, because we weren't sure what form, and we're not really still sure what form Borderlands 3 is going to take in its mission structure or anything. I guess I was kind of hoping of like, you know, we were debating and conjecturing about raids and dungeons and type of things. I was hoping that the difficulties would come in there. We could choose like an overall difficulty, but okay, we're going to the dungeon. Do we want to play it on heroic or hard or true vault hunter or whatever? Because it's its own instance thing. And the world can still be regular or we bump it up to true, but it doesn't have to be every single enemy encounter is impossible. Mm-hmm. So I'm still hoping for something like that or like a lot of instance zones where you can choose your difficulty level maybe because it just makes things a lot easier, a lot more fun. If we can't even drive over the map. To do a hard dungeon. Into, yeah. <laughs> then- but if we can't even walk through this area we've already cleared without having... God knows how many firefights. It's just not fun, you know? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I hate to say it, but I'm like, you know, look at Division. I hope they take a little snippet from that. I love the world tier system and yeah. then how you can up that down it. And then when you get to the, the raids and dungeons, you can up it all the way to heroic or wherever you want it. So you could, in theory, put it on world tier, well, you know, regular mode and then just plow through everything, have a blast, shoot everything, get to the you know the dungeon you want to get to, and then, of course, once you're about to enter, up it to heroic mode, and then go in and attempt it on hard instead of wasting, like we're talking about, 40 minutes getting there because we're going through every single battle where if we don't pay attention, they're going to kill us before we ever even get there, and then we're going to respawn, lose bajillions of freaking dollars like I always do. You know, I don't want to do that. Well, you could even do it since we're going to different planets. Hey, look, the Sanctuary 3 ship is coming down onto Burglebow planet. What, it, before you exit the door to get onto the first map, what level do you want this to be on? Mm-hmm. There you go. It's just that easy. Exactly. I like it. So hopefully they do something like that. We Obviously, yeah. this is Submodel talking. He's got his sources, he's, so none of this is real yet. But, of course, he's been generally right so far. You know, a little difference on what he says is right and wrong, but it's all it's all pretty much come true. So I, I would say I would say this is probably a, a, a go, you know. Yeah, and, and like we said, it makes sense. Just what form it takes, it'll be interesting to see. 
Exactly. And then the second little piece of news is that Joshua Davidson, who is the senior sound designer over there at Gearbox, was on a podcast, the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. And I'm sure we'll link it below if you want to go check it out, which I highly recommend you do if you want to hear him talking throughout the entirety of the podcast. But real quick, real brief, they said, and I'm breaking this down, you know, ninja style. So go go listen to the podcast if you want all the complete deets. Anyways... He basically states that for Borderlands 2, they had something like 300 or so sound files for the guns. Mm-hmm. All right. Which means they can do a lot of things, but they can't do a bajillion things. Right. Guess what? They've got bajillions of guns. And this time around, Borderlands 3, they've got something like six, 7,000 files to play with. Nice. So you can imagine the guns are going to have way more flavor in how they sound. And, and of course, by how they sound, meaning how they shoot and how they act mm-hmm. accordingly. It's gonna be great. I, that when him when he said that, it in, instantly got me all jazzed up because I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I love it. I love in games the feel of guns. I love it, and of course, with the feel comes the sound because that's how mm-hmm. they base the feel off of. It. I mean, that's just, it all goes hand in hand. And when yep. those guns just, dong, 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 you know, oh, it's beautiful how it all melds together. And when, now that they got all these sounds they can use, ooh, it's gonna be sweet. I was going to say, because you can even do, like, mix two things together. Maybe it's some weird, like, double action gun. Maybe this side shoots this, this side shoots that. So you get you get the best of both worlds and something like that. I'm excited to see the weird sounds that they can come up with for some of these weird and strange guns. You know, my favorite ones were always the the, the outlandish things, like the Bane or, or the robot that turned into a shotgun that talked mm-hmm. to you. All that stuff I love. So I'm excited to see the the complete strange end of the spectrum with these 700 sound files I got. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. I, I'm looking extreme. I'm just ah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I am mm. I'm pumped up and jazzed up because I want to get in there with those lasers and just. Uh-huh. Ah, I can't wait to hear that sound. Uh, he and he mm. talked about some other things they utilized to make some of the sounds. But you know what? You need to head over there and check out that podcast and listen to him over there because that's where he was and i think you guys should go give the props to the peeps who did the interview absolutely definitely i'm probably going to go download that sometime tomorrow once the show hits and danny puts that link in there so i can go check it out myself because that sounds pretty cool fantastic and that about does it the news has been pretty light because like Mm -hmm. i said they're getting ready for the big drop this is the last week of us being blind Next week, our eyes will be open, and we're going to know all sorts of stuff about Borderlands 3, and we're just going to be like, oh, gosh, okay, all the questions are answered. Here we go. Why are we even speculating? It's ridiculous. And one of the people who will be there is friend of the show, Mental Mars, our buddy. He announced that he got from 2K Netherlands. He's getting flown out to the reveal event in L.A. He's going to be there doing all the things. He's going to have cool blog posts or videos or whatever it is he could manage to get out of there. So congrats to you, Mental Mars. I'm glad that you got to go there, buddy. Indeed, man. He's been around forever. He was around since before we ever started. He was there mm-hmm. saying, hey, you guys rock when we started. So definitely, yep. you deserve it. We hope someday we're going to join you, but in the meantime, I can't wait to see what you post up and show us from your wonderful little debut over there in the Los Angeles. Absolutely. So that was one shout out to a friend of the show. We got two more coming up. First up, our buddy Ash Lyons, third shift alumnus. He's been on a show with us. We saw his face. We talked to him. We had his kid ran in. Oh, kids, he's got one more. Congratulations, Ash, on the birth of your second child. Enjoy that. I don't know anything about kids or babies or stuff, but 
I saw I saw Mental Mars was actually getting with him saying, "Oh man, diaper changes are coming back." Woo! Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he posted, of course, he forgot about the cool little hatties that the little babies get when they leave the hospital. So how mm-hmm. could you forget? That's the coolest part. You put them in a cool little hat. They look so cool and funny. And you're like, "Oh, you little baby!" That's the coolest part about having a baby is you put a hat on his head. Put a little hat on his head. It's, it's not that you created life and no, have a second generation continue. Idiots legacy. can create life, man. I mean, putting cool hats on babies now, that's a skill set, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, definitely, congratulations, Ash. You already know you're in for a ton of work and the slog mm. will be the real for a bit. But you know what? As we all know, it's worth it. It's a ton of fun at the same time as being miserable but it gives you more time to watch some shows and play video games, too. So I look forward to seeing you there. Here you go. Perfect excuse. Oh, I'm watching the baby. He's mm-hmm. just sleeping. Yeah, but I got to watch my well, show. Well, I got to stay up all night because the baby's not going to go to bed. Oh, well, might as well make use of it. There you go. So we're two for two on the shout-outs. Last one, another Third Shift alumnus, our buddy Joe King. Two things I want to give him props for. First of all, he put out a... Medium post. A medium is some kind of app. I don't understand what it is, but it was a post all about working in the games industry and having, you know, the fear that people experience because they're kind of living their dream and they're always afraid that they might lose it at any time. But then when that does happen, the kind of like embracing arms the games industry has, because he was talking about losing his job at Gearbox, moving on to his new spot at GameStop, GameStop. right? Mm -hmm. GameStop. You know, the kind of ups and downs that he went through. And then at the end, which I thought was really cool, is he said, hey, guys, if anybody's going through this, if anybody's got any questions, if anybody needs any help, any support or anything like that, my DMs are always open. So total good guy, Joe King. Give him props for that. And props because he's starting up his own podcast. And I'm going to, we're just going to shunt all the love over to Joe because Joe's awesome. He's, he's, I've said it before. He's a cool, honest, really good dude, even just from, you know, the couple hours we spent with him on the show, you could tell it, you could feel it. So props to Joe. Wish him all the success in the world. That guy's a good, he's a good dude. Yes, Joe King is a good guy. And it's fun because we talked about the podcast he was going to be starting up while we were on the show when he visited. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he wanted to get it going, what he was going to be up to, et cetera, et cetera, and how he had to just get it off the floor. Mm-hmm. And we didn't hear back from him for a while, but apparently that's because he was at work, you know, waiting for the bottom to drop out, which mm-hmm. it did. And now, boom, here he is, successful, rocking out at GameStop, dropping up these cool articles, talking about the industry and the workspace, getting mm. the podcast up and going. Whew, Joe's over there with a shotgun. Pow, 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 handling business. I like That's it. Right. I can dig it. Good job, sir. And he does have one little, like, three-minute episode, you know, his first intro episode where he says, hey, here's what I'm doing and here's what I'm looking forward to and blah, blah, blah. And he dropped a good piece of knowledge in there. Or a good piece of advice, I guess I should say, to any aspiring content creator, podcaster, artist, anything. He says, hey, you know, I was so stuck in my head about maybe I needed this tool to do this or this kind of equipment or this kind of stuff. And he's got a good microphone, by the way, I'm just going to say. But he was like, hey, you know what? I just need to throw all that analysis paralysis out. And I'm just going to do the show. I got my phone. I got maybe this other thing on here. And I'm just going to do it. And that's great advice because if you don't do it, You'll never do it. Just do it. Get started. People will understand it's your first few episodes or your first try at this or your first whatever. They'll they'll understand. They'll listen. They'll accept you. Then you can get better as you go along. The, great advice, Joe. Joe's a good dude. 
Indeed. It is the best advice. We've given it. Joe's given it. Every I think every influencer, content creator, anybody in the world's given mm-hmm. that advice because it's a hundred percent true. You just gotta do it. Yeah. You're gonna suck. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna mm-hmm. suck. And then you're gonna get better and better and better. And either A you're gonna make it or B you're not. And then either C you'll quit or D you'll keep going just because you enjoy the hell out of it. And you've mm-hmm. got people who do enjoy the hell out of it as well, and that's enough for you. It's all about whether you like doing what you're doing or you don't. And whether it goes up or down or in between, you'll never have to say, Man, I really wish I had done that thing. Yep. I wish really wish I had done a podcast. Well, now you did it. You did it. There you go. And you can always say, I tried, I did it, or I was, I was successful, I failed, whatever the case ends up being at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You tried it, and you did it. And you can tell a story about it. And that's awesome. Yeah. And now Joe can tell a story, too. And maybe he'll have us on his show, talking all about <laughs> oh, podcast man. creation and how Well, cool no, he needs to have us on about, you know, paper propaganda, uh, things like that. I, I'm talking oh, yeah, That's <laughs> right. Yeah, he did say he wanted to talk to us about that. He did, yes. Yeah, see, we got to come on about that. I mean, that's our true passion, man. I mean, that's what we've been doing for 12 plus years now with our lives. So, you know. I don't the- <laughs> know if that's my passion, Eric. I don't, I don't think so. No, it's not my passion, but it's what we do. That's what we do damn good. You need some propaganda. Hey, I, have the, I have the best. I will it make look you the good. best propaganda. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My propaganda will have six folds and be folded 17 times. It'll look like a little parrot. It'll be beautiful. You'll love it. And I'll run it through the machine and go, there seems to be a speck on that one. Mm, get Throw rid of it. it. Fix, 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 fix. Boom, boom. Coming out perfect. Like that no one else will plant. give you that. No. Nope. Everyone else will just go, Close enough. Oh, that's what we're talking about. So you know what, Joe? You know where we are. And, of course, we'd be more than willing to help out. So what else have we got to talk about, Eric? What's the topic of the week? Because there's no news. There's no big. We did expand a little bit on the news, but we got a topic to talk about that enthralls both of us. We do, indeed. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that Persona is something near and dear to our hearts here at Third Shift. And if you haven't, well, guess what? Persona is something near and dear to our hearts. You just learned a new thing today, listener. You did it. You are better and smarter in every way. Congratulate yourself. Pat yourself on the back. All right. You did it? Good job. All right. Anyways, Persona 5 just had a whole bunch of cool new announcements. They were in a hit. <laughs> Matt just keeps laughing. He's laughing away. He loves it. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal was announced. All right. And if you don't know what that is, that is Persona 5. But taken to the extreme, they went ahead, added a ton of new features, which we're going to dig into in a couple minutes. Ah, oh, it's going to be marvelous, and we'll talk about it in a second. And then, secondly, mm-hmm. Persona Five Scramble got announced. Yep, we all thought this was going to be the Switch port. It wasn't. I'm actually nope. happy about that. But it is coming to the Switch. It's coming to the PS4 and the Switch, and it's one of those Dynasty Warriors types games where you're going to be. Being Joker, maybe other characters, they haven't revealed hardly anything yet. And you go against waves and waves against enemies, flying around, doing killing blows all over the place, going nuts. So, a lot of Persona news. And, of course, I don't know if we know it mentioned, but I'll, a quick shout-out, too, to Persona uh, getting into Super Smash Brothers. Joker's DLC came out, and he is now mm-hmm. in Super Smash Brothers. You can play as uh, you can play as Joker, and of course, in his level, you get to see all the peeps in the background doing stuff. Nice. There are like eleven different Persona songs that play throughout, and they even change the ending. So when you win a fight, instead of the typical endings, Joker yeah, gets his yeah. cool his cool typical Joker awesome. endings, and then you can switch them out for like Morgana as well. So 
fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to that, just since we're on a whole freaking Persona 5 topic here. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll start it off with the scramble because we know the least about it, except I know all about the people who were making it because it's Omega Force and it's Koei Tecmo, the people behind the Warriors series, one of my very favorite series in all of gamedom. I know everybody hates on Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors. Screw you, it's a lot of fun. So Persona 5 Scramble is going to be a ton of fun too. I'm going to say, obviously we don't know if you play as anyone else, but if you don't play as the other characters, it wouldn't be a Warriors game. You're definitely going to be playing as Panther and Fox and Skull, probably Morgana too, maybe the other characters, maybe the new characters from Persona 5 Royal. I can't wait to see it because we saw a little bit, saw like two seconds of Joker swiping around, big wide sweeping arcs, clearing out some enemies, and then he pulled out freaking Arsene to do a giant big bomb attack. So that's definitely going to be your Musou attack or your you know character special attack. I'm looking forward to this because I love these kinds of games. It's just like EDF. It's cheesy. It's simple, but it has complexity to it. I love these kinds of games. I can't wait for this. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be awesome. I don't typically play any of these types of games, but because it's Persona 5 and because of the characters and everything, if they Mm. have something in there, any sort of story or any sort of uh, music related to, obviously, Persona 5 directly... Mm. I might be on board. I might be on board. But if they went ahead and outsourced a lot of it and it's not going to be true Persona 5 music and if it's not going to have anything, any story, I, I, it's got to have a story. There's got to be a reason you're doing stuff. But Yeah, I mean, even the Dynasty Warriors story that gets rehashed through all the games, what I'm, what I'm picturing is each one of the levels at least being a piece of one of the dungeons. So you'd go through the, you know, the first dungeon. I won't spoil anything. And, you know, you'd fight, like, the mini-boss that you run into, and then maybe at the end it's like, oh, man, we got to send that calling card, because maybe at the end of that you glimpse the treasure. So then you go through the next day of it and fight the boss boss at the end. So there's always a story, so I'm 100% sure this is going to be here. And I feel like there's no way it could be outsourced that much, because they announced it at the Persona Super Live 2019 concert that's all about the Persona series, the whole series as a whole with songs and dancing and all kinds of like a giant production from the entire series history. So I don't think they would put this in here if it was just some like junky add-on that somebody that, you know, Omega Force just decided to make because whatever and we gave it to mm-hmm. him cheap. This is going to be a full-on thing. I mean, it looks like it, even the, just yeah, the graphics for the little trailer. Yeah. Indeed, it did look good. I have high hopes. I just typically don't play that type of thing, but I'm willing to keep paying attention to it because it is persona and persona is amazing so i'll kind of go through some stuff we'll go through one at a time all right Mm -hmm. so persona 5 royal is going to be like golden was but even better it's going to have obviously the base game but it's going to add in all sorts of extras Mm -hmm. one of the main and first things that it's adding that's going to be amazing is it's adding a third semester man oh yeah we get a whole nother semester in school Uh uh-huh I mean, the article that I looked at, it started off with this other thing, this other thing, these people. And I was like, okay, cool. Other stuff we're going to get to in a second. I won't spoil it. But then when I saw a third semester, I just went, yes, more Uh time in that world, more time with the characters, more time hanging out, more time going to the freaking batting cages. I, I said it when we beat Persona 5. I wanted to go back into that world and spend more time with my friends. So I get to go through the story again and then spend 
more time in that world with my friends. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to go to Burger Time, and I wanted to eat that damn burger. I wanted to get it done. You didn't finish I the burger? I never finished burger? the burger. No, I never did. Oh, I come never on, got dude. That was... <laughs> When I saw you could gorge yourself on burgers, that was one of the things Look, I did. I mastered right away. the batting cages. I did the fishing. I played chess, but <laughs> well, I see, never I got the dang. I didn't burger. do any fishing. See, you missed out. You didn't catch the big one. But I was fat and happy. I caught the big one with my mouth at Burger Shot. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. I like it. So yeah, she so get the whole new semester, which I am excited. Oh, wait, it's a big are... bag burger. What am I talking about? Burger shots from another. That's I think that's from Saints Row. The big bag burger. There God it damn it! You got it. Now you got it. I was like, that didn't sound right, but all right, I can't burger remember. Burger time definitely about. wasn't right. So I was like, hey, that's not it. It's this other burger. <laughs> big thing. bang burger. burger. Big bang burger. There it is. Big bang burger. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I love this game so much, but I can't remember anything right about it. It's been years, man. What do you want from I us? Know. Goodness I know, gracious. I know. I can't remember names anyway, so everybody knows that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but what uh, everybody's been wondering is where the third semester is going to be. Uh, mm. They assume there was a time gap in there, so they're assuming maybe it's going to get chunked into that. Oh, because yeah, obviously yeah. the ending, no spoilers, is doesn't you know it wouldn't work really. Mm-hmm. So it has to be during that time jump, and that's the only spot it could be in. Unless, I mean. And I know it isn't the very beginning because they've talked about the very first uh, area. Yeah, huh. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's got to be before that last boss of that whole Mm -hmm. big arc that went through that. I mean, I think it would be cool if it was like a, I don't they keep saying a semester, though, semester of school. Because I was thinking it'd be cool if, like, Joker came back for... That would be so awesome, wouldn't it? You know, like, oh, look, he's, he's, he's the exchange student for this semester... He came back, and now you're kind of reconnecting with everybody and doing, doing maybe like summer activities or, you know, super winter activities, something like that. But of course, that's not the case, as we know, because brrr, there is a new playable character, mm-hmm. and that's going to be Kasumi Yoshizawa. All right, and she looks phenomenal, and she is also yeah. a foreign exchange student, much like the protagonist coming in from somewhere else and trying mm-hmm. to meet everybody, do her thing. And the only thing they've really revealed about her is that she likes the protagonist, Joker, but mm-hmm. she hates the Phantom Thieves. So there's yeah. like everyone's like, oh, okay, is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Or is mm-hmm. she gonna pull like we've seen her in screenshots in your party? So she yeah. will be in your party, but will she be mm. in permanently, or is it going to be a part-time deal, like some things, you know? Or oh yeah, you know, how's that going to go down? I don't I, know. I think it would be so cool if she could stay there permanently. I mean, obviously, it'd be easier to just oh look, new semester, have her be the head of all that stuff there. But how cool would it be to have her in your party, going through these big boss fights? I know she's in your party because they're yeah, like yeah. I said, they're screenshots of you using her in your party and doing things. And of course, they were just talking about the longevity of it. Does she, does she spin and do something different? Because of course, she has her own motives of what she's trying to accomplish and do. I'm, right. I'm of the mind she's going to be in your party, because she it clearly states she likes the protagonist. She just doesn't agree with the Phantom Thieves. But we've had characters that don't agree with the Phantom Thieves methods already, and they stayed with the exactly. party too. So, you know, I think people are kind of overdoing it and just going, "Oh my God, is this is like a crazy spin where she's going to be the." another big baddie in the whole thing and you're going to play with her for a bit and then something's going to happen or whatever. I don't Mm. think so. 
I think this is going to be a permanent party member. I hope so, because they said you'll have a new relationship you can do, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm like, well, that'd be kind of weird to do, have a relationship with her. And then, oh, and she's gone. Your relationship's over. It's done. Oops, she made the wrong choice. Maybe she'll be like some of those characters in Persona 4 where she will start off liking him, but then having some kind of pal- you know mind palace, you'll have to go in for her yeah. to get her into the Phantom Thieves. Oh, that'd maybe be she'll cool. hear about it and be like, no, that's not cool. But maybe it's because of something that's going on. She's got her own shadow going on. Uh-huh. That, that'd be a way to do it, because then she could be there full time, and they could just put, you know, her being gung-ho in the meetings and in the palaces and stuff, because you've convinced her that you convert right. her to think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is if you look at her character model, she looks a lot like she has a lot of similarities to Joker himself. Mm-hmm. Like and so that's why early on everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you get to play as a female protagonist." Yeah, but that's yeah. not the case. She's just another party member whom you can do all the normal party member stuff with. But she does mm-hmm. look phenomenal. I love the sword get up. It looks great. I can't wait to see how she interacts. Obviously, having played through it one and a half times now, she's mm-hmm. going to be my main my main chick. You know, I'm gonna me and her are going to be best friends. And I don't care if she betrays me later; it doesn't matter. That's just how this is going to have to go. That's right. I mean, she she looks phenomenal. And I think there's a shot in one of the articles where she's with the team in Mementos in her full-on gear. And everyone's, like, posed along the, you know, the little mm-hmm. the entry gates. It was like, man, she just fits right in, looks phenomenal, spot on, awesome. Can't wait for that. Yeah. And then in other shots, she's in the uh, kimono shot where they're all dressed up, all fancy, which is part mm-hmm. of the new third uh, semester shindig. So mm-hmm. obviously in the third semester you get the new new events which are gonna have probably their own cutscenes, and as you notice too the sprites were all different like the characterizations were different the draw the artwork so you get to see mm-hmm. new artwork for the different characters and then on top of that since I don't know when she's coming in the story which is the big question I hope it's right. earlier on because I was seriously you know kind of irritated that Futaba and um, what's her name came in so late I wanted to come in mm-hmm. early. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, you mentioned the new events. I know one of them is the New Year's event. So it is in that time skip because mm-hmm. you go through Christmas and then there's it, oh, another chunk. Duh. Yep, it's going it to be right after it's that. It's right after yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that confirms it right there. Duh. So mm. it will be right then. But I wonder if you're going to get her. Well, you got to get her before that because it says she comes in as a transfer student. So I'd assume she's going to come in early on and you're going to see her in class. Yeah, but- I, I would think she's got to be there with you through most of the story or Mm -hmm. at least a big chunk because if it's just the time skip then that's that sucks yeah yeah because she'd be coming in late and you know and then obviously since this is a new character this is a big reason why people are going to be buying it you don't want to just oh i played with her for the second half a little less than second half of the game yay they say she could be a character like you know your other side social links until she becomes a party member where you can still spend time with her all throughout the the year but then maybe once the new stuff happens, that's where that's she where comes That's where she in. comes in a full party member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, and that'd be easier on them, too, because then they could keep some of the old assets up mm-hmm. until that point, so they're not having to redo every single cutscene, because that's what I was just about to mention, is yep. are they going to redo all the cutscenes to include her in them, or are they going to put her in somewhere where that they can keep a lot of the old stuff up to that point, for the most part? Well, I think one of the cool things about Persona 5 is... I mean, A, a lot of the cutscenes just happen in the in-game engine, and a lot of the stuff where you're hanging out with the Phantom Thieves or with your friends, everyone's in their own, like, location doing their own thing. Uh So obviously you'd have to redo those segments, but it could be as easy as just 
putting her, her in, sitting up on a ledge, you know, dangling her legs. Yeah. Talking to Futaba or whoever, thing. it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. But I just imagine, like, some of the dungeons, when you're doing, like, the running or escaping or the big oh, plot yeah. points, having to yeah. add her into those, that would be, you'd have to redo those scenes. Because obviously, yeah, definitely. if she doesn't pop up, that'd be really weird. I, mm-hmm. I kind of hope they do, because I'd love to see slightly different scenes with her added oh, yeah. into it. That'd be really cool, especially since they redid all the sprite work. So you got fresh art going on, and you're getting all new music. Uh, mm-hmm. The original composer came back. She's doing a whole bunch of new songs for it. It's going to be nice. Yeah. So a lot of stuff's going into it, and we're not even through this yet, all right? They also <laughs> added a brand new um, acquaintance. Um, that's the word, proper word I'm looking for. Social link. Social link. Like, there uh, you go. Added a whole new social link in Takaru, Takuru Maruki. You should have had this up so you could do it right and not have my <laughs> terrible no, translations. No. It was perfect, though. <laughs> and he is a doctor slash counselor who comes mm-hmm. in after the events of the first dungeon to help people Makes cope. Makes total sense. Yes. And he goes in throughout, and you can go ahead and come and visit him, talk about your troubles, et cetera, et cetera, and build your mm-hmm. link with this individual. That's awesome. I mean, that's perfect. It's awesome. A great way to integrate a moment in the story and then add something that makes even more value to that whole thing and helps you deal with the whole scenario because, you know, it's pretty crazy. So, Yeah. I mean, it's something that that works in the real world. Like, if this was real, this is what would happen. You would get a counselor in there because lots of bad stuff happens in that first dungeon or that first dungeon arc. So it totally makes sense. I'm always keen to meet more characters and have more social links. I'm just curious as to what he's going to do. Cause you got Takemi who is a, you know, a doctor doctor and she had some SP stuff, but I'm wondering if he's going to be more on the SP side of things, because if he's a counselor, that's your mental health, uh-huh. which kind of sort of relates to your SP gauge. Your, I was you, thinking about status effects. I was thinking he'd be like full of status effect stuff. Cause you know, if you're coming in bummed and he makes you happy or if you're coming in happy, but he like, Makes you calm or zen. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Maybe you get plus resistance, you know, as his social link goes up. Oh, you get resistances, resistances to, to confusion, effects. hate, yeah. you know, or rage or whatever. You'd be, you'd be clear-minded. Clear-minded. Yeah, that's perfect. Ooh, yeah, that's good stuff right there. Oh, man. Awesome. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Yes. Oh, dude. And then on top of that, they added a brand new area for you to go and hang out in, and that was mm-hmm. uh, Kichi Joji. I don't yep. know if that's how you pronounce it, but it's a whole new area in which you got. There's a dating area in there at the uh, the aquarium, areas yeah, to cool. hang out and play around in and check out and experience. If you don't know, Persona 5 is busted up in all these different areas in which you can go, and there's like um, social links to go visit, dates you can go on there, events and uh, theater, fishing, etc. that you can partake in. And, of course, this is going to be a whole new area in which they got all these new little zones and things you can do in it. As well as, of course, the third semester, the new character, and the new social link. And I think the the new area is what's really going to open it up. Because if they put inter- new interactions and new things to do with all of your current social links, if all of your people can be over there, you know, maybe I'm not going to go see the counselor because Skull is up in the new area. And I want to see what we can get up to over there. Or Anne or whoever is up there. So, like, you know what their social links are in the base game, but what if they're different up there? Mm -hmm. Maybe you get new activities, new unlocks, new cool things to do. Yes, that is going to be awesome. And as well up there being new is that the twins can come out and play up there. 
That's freaking wild. So you're going to actually be able to have them out doing events. So, Like you said, you're going to get all new cool interactions with them because previously mm. they've never come out of the uh, the dungeon or the, the, the jail, whatever you want to call it. And that's what I'm really excited about because I only got them about halfway the, my second time through, and it was because I specifically read up on what you needed to fuse to get their stuff. It was a lot hard. I mean... It wasn't hard, but it was a lot harder than some of the other social links. So if you can put in a few points up there just hanging out with them out in the real world, that'll be so much more fun. Not that it wasn't fun before. Than grinding the monsters to make the the ones you need to turn into them. Yeah, it would be more fun this way. Mm -hmm. I agree. that When I saw that, that was like, oh, that's how I can finally max them out and get all Mm -hmm. the interactions with them. Because... Realistically, I, and I told you this, I was like, I'll never get to plan them because I don't, I don't want to do any of that. I don't. Yeah. That does not. It sounds like zero fun to me, grinding the different monsters and putting them together to make the ones that they want with the particular attributes they want. Blah blah. blah. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that. There's no way. I got no time for that kind of shenanigans. <laughs> well, it, it was a lot easier on the second playthrough once I found that guide because I was like, oh, I have some of these. Okay, get this, get this, put him there. Make sure you transfer this one from that one. Mm-hmm. So y- you could you could do that part a lot easier the second time through. But I agree that was the one that I didn't. Like I said, I made it halfway through and then it went make it this with this. And I looked at the guy and it was like a twelve step process. And I just went, I could do it right now, but I'm I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. And then lastly, the two I'm gonna tie these two together. The mementos, which we briefly talked about a little bit ago, have been mm-hmm. changed up. So there's going to be some new events, some new intricacies to the the mementos, which I can't wait because uh-huh. I love the mementos personally. Oh yeah, I spent yeah. hours grinding in there just mindlessly, hours and hours because it was just, it just felt good. I liked it. I loved it. I was going to say I only spent a couple days per dungeon in there, but it was the full run all the way down, all the way up, all the way back down. Oop. Swap out those party members because their SP's gone Mm -hmm. down, up, down, up, over and over and over again. So I can't wait to see more twists on mementos. Yes. I I hope they add in like some cool new like weird bosses, weird things happening, traps for Mm. you to fall into. Just something to kind of catch and make you actually go, oh, crap. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is real. I was going to say, more ways to interact with the dungeon itself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it'll still be procedurally generated, but like you said, if there's hidden doors or traps or a trap door that drops you down super quick to the next level, something, or, you know, oh, look, we found a ladder here. We can get up mm-hmm. out of this dangerous one. Something really cool like that. That would be really neat. And then, of course, tying into that, they've added unique bosses, mon- not bosses, but unique monsters, which are going to have their own set of abilities and really different ways that you have to interact with them to beat them mm-hmm. into the, the different dungeons. And I'm assuming problem mementos as well. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So now you think you knew what you're doing. You think you know what's going to happen. But there's going to be these random now encounters where it, you might not make it out unless you figure out how to beat or interact with this this creature or monster. Yeah, I got so psyched when I saw that because, I mean, obviously playing through it one and a quarter times, one and a half times, you start running through the same stuff and seeing all the same stuff again, which isn't a bad thing. But you get into that routine. Here's what I see in Palace 1, 2, 3. If you can find that, oh, behind this door, here's a hidden mini boss or here's more difficult enemies starting to pop up here and there it just adds more livelihood more variety to that game that i already know so well now i'm experiencing now i'm experiencing it again with total fresh eyes oh man everything about it everything about it's great 
Persona 5, holy mackerel, everybody. If you didn't play it years ago when it came out and you were supposed to play it, this is going to be it. 2020 in the West. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we do have to wait quite a bit because that's just the way it goes. But 2020, mark your books. Persona 5 Royale. I know they're going to be having a whole nother shindig talking more about all this May 9th or something. Um, it's something like that. I'm vague on that one, but I think it's like May 9th we get more information. But I think that might be mostly for uh, the Scramble, Persona Scramble, Persona 5 Scramble. Hey, Not I'll sure. take it. Whatever. Either way, we're getting more information coming up soon. For now, though, that's what we've got, and that's enough for me. That is a ton of new stuff. That is completely worth a whole new purchase. Ah, oh, Persona, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? It's crazy. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have this PS4 freaking title sitting here with a whole another PS4 title. It's the same game, but with some extras, and I'm gonna do it gladly. I, I honestly didn't think I would be getting back into Persona Five. I mean, they announced Persona Five Royal without any details, and I went, ah, well, we'll see what that is. But I thought my Persona Five days were done. Now they're just getting started, and I can't wait to get into it again and then get into this Warriors version. Because, hey, if you're not a longtime listener, Persona 5 was our game of the year. Eric's, mine, and Danny's. And then Danny cheated and made it her 2018 game of the year as well. Hey, that's not fair, but she did it. Now it's going to be our 2020 game of the year. Maybe Danny will make it her 2021 game of the year. It'll just be nuts. It'll just turn into the Persona Persona podcast. That's how it's going to be. You know, I'm just real glad that it isn't coming out in 2019. Because you know yeah. Borderlands 3 is coming out this year, and that, of course, is going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> it's going to be a freaking beautiful game. But if I had to pick between those two, oh, my God. You know, you can't pick your favorite child. You know what I mean? It's just it's messed up, man. So I'm glad we don't have to deal with it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to try because they ain't sharing the years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say those are two good ones to share the year if they did because I'm, I'm in a more action mood. Borderlands night. I'm in a more RPG, just chill out on the couch night, Persona night. That would have been perfect, but like you said, there's so many damn games coming out in 2019 anyway. This whole back half of the year, Rage 2, Judgment's coming out, Catherine Full Body's still going to come out sometime this year. Catherine Full Body this fall, September, I think. It it, it would be too much, so I'm glad it's at least... It's at least one year away, so I can sit here and drool, and I can watch the videos, and I can watch the Japanese Play through it and beat it. it. Yeah, that was... (laughs) (laughs) That's the roughest, because that was the roughest when I was looking forward to Persona 5, you know? Seeing them all play through, and I was like, man, I'm going to give this one a shot. And then just waiting nine months to give it a shot. I was like, oh, come on. Get it over here. Let's go. (laughs) But all well. Yeah, that pretty much wraps up the show. I think that's it, unless we had any more any more Persona stuff to talk about. No, that's it, man. We did it. We <laughs> talked a lot about Persona. I think we're good. I'm satiated. I feel like a well-fed baby. <laughs> that's right. I'm so happy. I got the biggest smile on my face right now thinking about Persona. So what do you guys think about the cool Persona news? What do you think about the Gearbox news? What do you think? What are you most excited for? In this May 1st event coming up, what do you want to see the most? Let us know. Email us at info at thirdshift.me, tweet it at us at thirdshift.me, or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed. Also, you can find us over on Patreon. We treat it just like a tip jar. You like what we're doing, like what you're hearing? Consider heading over there and throwing us a buck, two bucks, five bucks, a thousand bucks. Anything and all things are very much appreciated. If you don't have money, though, we typically understand. Not always, but we typically understand. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We always understand. You got to pay those bills. You know what I'm always telling you. You can. 
can support us in other ways as well. Maybe the five the the five stars on the iTunes, the Facebook likes, the Twitter hearts, all those good things. Maybe some mailbag questions, maybe some interactions or criticisms or whatever on how to grow, how to be better, or just saying, hey, we are great and you do love us. All those things help motivate us, keep us rocking and rolling, and we appreciate it all. Yes, we do. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 3rd of May for our very next episode, and we'll be back in your eye holes on the 2nd of May, because it's live on the fives. It'll be episode 140. We'll be fresh off of that May 1st Borderlands gameplay reveal. We'll just be sweating and just like jumping around super excited or super bummed. Hey, I mean, it could be like super lame. Yeah, Yeah, right. It won't be. But you can find that episode when it drops on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And you can find us live on Thursday night doing the live on the fives at twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. Give us a follow. Watch us when we're live. Come hang out on that show. And then, of course, as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of the good services you can find us on because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, and we really appreciate those five-star ratings. Ah, that's a callback, man. That's what I used to do all the time. Give me some of those five stars, baby. Ooh, yeah. Sort of like Scooby-Doo mixing it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right, I like it. So I think that pretty much wraps up the show for Third Shift. I'm Matt. He's Eric. Danny's on the sideboard making us look good. There's nothing else to say, but... Don't, 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 don't forget, forget to, to say... We're not doing the new outro today, Eric. No, this is not what it's going to be anyway. I was trying to make a snazzy persona like... Oh, man. Let me... Let me. Yeah, exactly. While the stats are... Yeah. It's so beautiful. Then the kill shot. Heck yeah.